from the 420 SF studio, you are listening to the Sloppy Pod Podcast. The leader in the unpublished podcast comes from the great Pacific Northwest, Lakewood, Washington. All right, welcome, folks. Um, this is just to preface the uh, upcoming episode 100 with this, an apology. It is January 7th. I'm way, way, way late, and I apologize. Um... But there, you know, there are um, reasons behind this. Um, first of all, coming off the uh, Christmas and New Year, uh, that that whole time is not a good time for me. Um, while I love Christmas for what it stands for, the birth of our Savior, all the rest of it, the commercialism, the uh, it just uh, some of you know, okay. So there's that. But there's also um, I'm I'm learning the. Um, uh, Audacity software, um, uh, editing and, and whatnot. Um, also learning, um, Cyberlink, <coughs> excuse me, Cyberlink, um, uh, audio director. So I'm learning those two at the same time, um, to hopefully improve everything. Um, but you'll see, you'll see it, it's coming along, but you know, I'm a slow learner, uh, you know, um, so with all that being said, um, please bear with me. I appreciate your uh, support, uh, and uh, so yeah, let, let's just get into it. There's so much more that I could have added, but wait, again, I'm, I'm way late. So, um, 101 is going to be, uh, well, you'll see. <sighs> 100, coming up right now. From the 420 SF studio, you are listening to the Sloppy Pod Podcast, the 100th episode edition, and still the leader in the unpolished podcast, coming to you from the great Pacific Northwest in Lakewood, Washington. <sighs> well, Merry Christmas to you and a Happy New Year, too. This is the New Year's Eve edition, as it is December 31st, last day of 2021. Bye, Felicia. Yeah, and yes, while this is the New Year's Eve uh, edition. It is also the 100th episode, as I already told you, and it comes uh, it comes with reminiscing uh, conversations with my buddy Jane Schroeder. Uh, this guy is a fantastic storyteller, man. I love him like a brother. We used to work together at a lumberyard back in uh, back in Austin, Texas, many moons ago, <laughs> in the 80s. Yeah, I know. And so we'll have that. Uh, we'll have a few news items this time around that beg to be heard. Also, news of the weird that we haven't done for, for a while, and so much more. So, if you'd please uh, just hang on through the uh, break real quick. We'll be right back. Back we are here at the 420 SF studio. How you doing? Good. Fantastic. Uh, uh, so, the other night, while I'm in the kitchen, right, I begin to tell myself, self, wouldn't it be amazing... <laughs> If I was to drop the remaining weight, uh, some 60 pounds, right? I, you know, I think about how dramatic, in a good way, uh, of how it would change my life. Then, uh, the thought of what, (laughs) this is horrible. The thought of, what if I did all of this, and I come down with the cancer again, or some other hazard befalls me? You know, you you hear the old familiar phrase, oh, that's too bad. He was just getting his life back. You know, but I digress. Um, so I've had a couple of people ask me, um, 
how the Sloppy Pod got its name, how, you know, why why I got into podcasting to begin with, right? So, here you go. It was the fall of 2017. Um, I was in Starbucks with the laptop on Facebook, okay? <laughs> Don't judge. Uh, so, I received a text from videomaker.com. And uh, they were going live to share uh, to share the new Tascam US forty two. It was a little mini studio, and it was really quite yeah, it was kind of cool, you know. And they were going to give one away. <clears throat> the rule was you had to be in viewing attendance when they called your name. No problem, you know. But, you know, people, after a few minutes, they get bored ooh, uh, or distracted, and, and they bounce, as they say, after a few minutes. Uh, it, it worked to my advantage, you know. Uh, so they begin to call out names. Uh, they called out two who were no-shows. Then they continue with Andrew, uh, Andrew who, because of the delay, didn't respond fast enough. And lo and behold, they call my name. <laughs> Man, I was about to shit. This, you know, this never happens to me, you know. So I contact them, and again, because of the delay, they do not see my response, and they revert back to Andrew. Then, as you'll hear them, uh, then as you'll hear they recognized the delay and the fact that we both responded. Enter Eric Larson. <clears throat> Excuse me. Enter Eric Larson, the Tascam rep who was there promoting the Tascam US 42 mini studio, declaring a double recipient win. Okay. Uh, so I begin to dream up podcast names, you know, and I, I figure out. Uh, figure out if I really am up to putting myself out there. But dude, I did a stand-up routine, so at least this way I can share my humor from behind the mic and not <laughs> and not torture or embarrass myself in front of people. Um Almost immediately, the thought of my ADHD crops up. You know, the incessant racing mind, not able to pin down a thought. Uh, my fear of, what if it turns out sloppy? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then, boom, it hits me, you know. Why not? You know, I'll try to keep it as tidy as possible, but in the end, it will be the sloppy pod. You know, it kind of had a ring to it, you know? Um, so, why stop there? Uh, it needs a tagline, something that rolls right off the tongue, and that's, uh, <coughs> excuse me, that's another thing. Google macroglossia, okay? It explains why it gets so tongue-tied, uh, so there's that. Um, so, but I came up with the leader in the Unpolished Podcast, and so it would be so. The, the sloppy pod was born at that moment. Uh, 
then the uh, my idea of uh, my idea turned to writing jokes of everyday stuff and sharing that on the podcast along with you know various news stories, including news of the weird, and you know to and to this day it continues to evolve. So that is my story of uh, <laughs> that's my story of how the sloppy pod was <coughs> born. Uh, we're gonna go to a break to uh, slice my throat up. <laughs> I'm sorry, I've got something in the back of my throat, and I've got uh, uh, it's it's yeah. Anyway, we we'll, we'll uh, be back in a moment. Okay, let's do it again. Same thing. Same thing. Okay. There's time. We've never gone. I will bring this back in the car. I will take this right back home. Yeah, we don't need to give it away. You're not gonna hang out. Okay. What do we got this time? We look at this. this that, one here? That's the one. We have a Danny Scanlon. Danny Scanlon. Are you here, Danny? <laughs> the countdown's already started again. Yep. <laughs> starting wow. at starting at five this time. Right? <laughs> Danny, Danny, are you here? I well, was on it. Uh, David, close, David. Early on. All right. Bob. <laughs> no, not yet. Andrew, are you here? Comment if you're here, Andrew, and you can uh, take home the task cam. Actually, I can see the delay. So okay. it's actually like a, a couple of... Okay. Uh, Dan, oh. Danny is here. We're going to give Andrew, since we called his name, 10 seconds. And if we got no uh, we'll go Andrew, then Danny, you got it. So let's just count it down in 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4... Three, oh, Andrew. two, Hermit. Andrew. I'm here. Uh. <laughs> I think we will get you a second unit. That only <laughs> seems fair, right? Yeah. Okay. So uh, that's maybe somebody happy. had to feed the cat. You know, you things know, happen. Okay. okay so uh, Danny, Danny, and Danny Andrew. and Andrew, you guys are lucky that Tascam is here with uh, us. Definitely, today. that always seems right, right? I mean, who knows? Maybe he was saving a, a you know, there was a, there was a burning house. Thank you. Danny and Andrew, you win the uh, Tascam mini studio. So we're gonna set those, uh, put them in the mail in the next uh, day or so. Yeah. Yeah. Send us a send us a private message. Our page. Yeah. Only those guys. All right, news of the weird, let's go. Mark Rogers, Joseph Way, and Deshar Levins each pleaded guilty on December 14th to one count of kidnapping a federal employee which could get them nine years to life in federal prison. It all started November 16, 2019 in Rochester, New York, when the three were anxiously awaiting a postal delivery of $70,000 worth of cocaine. The mail carrier delivered several other packages to the home that day, but but as she stepped off the porch, the trio accused her of stealing the, the uh, drug package. They ransacked the truck, uh, then told her she was coming with them. In Levin's SUV, they told the postal employee they were going to kill her, her children, and her mother. They searched her... Ah, oh my gosh... They searched her personal vehicle, then continued driving around while threatening her. Uh, Eventually, they stopped and got out to talk. That's when the mail carrier used her smartwatch to text her supervisor in the Rochester Police Department. 
Uh, how stupid can you be? Do you really think you're gonna get away with that shit? I mean, come on. So anyway, uh, as the suspects finally dropped her off at her car, police swarmed the SUV and arrested them. Sentencing is scheduled for April. Uh, working at home? Stubbed your toe while making that commute from your bedroom to your desk? <laughs> in Germany now, you can sue for work workers' compensation for injuries suffered while working at home. Germany's federal, blah, Germany's federal social court ruled that an unnamed man who slipped on a spiral staircase and broke his back was entitled to coverage, saying it would be the first morning journey from bedroom to the home office insured work route. That's going to work out just fine. Ugh. Um, do I have any more? I don't think I do. I, I was going to keep it sparse on this because I'm already running behind. So we're going to close out News of the Weird. Hope it, yeah, whatever. <laughs> we'll be right back. Whoa, 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 wait, hang on a second. I have one more uh, story for News of the Weird. And not that it's weird, it's it's a feel-good story left over from uh, Christmas. So here you go. Fritz Turner, 23 years old, returned to his hometown of Newport, Washington, hey, to find the, to find the city's Christmas tree, quote, embarrassing. The uh, scant trimmings uh, comprised a series of vertical uh, vertical rope lights dangling from the top of the tree down the sides. Uh, quote, this is not going to do, he said. He, so he set up a GoFundMe page on December 2nd, hoping to raise $5,000. Uh, let's see. Hoping to raise $5,000 for better lights and more decorations. Yeah. We can do better. Even Charlie Brown's Christmas tree looks better uh, than this sad spruce. Uh, so the page raised $2,700 for the lights, and the local utility company hung them on the tree. Uh, middle, uh, middle and high school students donated handmade ornaments for it. You know, it turned out pretty good. Uh, for the first time in many years, the Chamber of Commerce organized a tree lighting ceremony on December 11th. Turner said he's been inspired by the support, uh, quote, together we're more powerful. All right, so there's that. You know, just some to wrap up the uh, the uh, Christmas and the New Year, although it's, uh, <laughs> it's January, what, 7th now? I'm so late. I've got to get this thing uh, out the door. So uh, here you go, and uh, there you go. Whatever. <laughs> okay, so this next segment is uh, kind of long. I left all everything in except uh, I did some hard edits here, here and there. Um, so it, it may be a little choppy, but, you know, what are you going to do? It's the sloppy pod, remember. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's all Jan. I'm just along for the ride. So here we go. Hey, man. Hey, how you doing, brother? Good. How are you? I'm doing great. Like I said earlier, I'm looking out the window like old people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, dude, I do that, and I remember my dad doing that. We are old people now. How, how old are you now? 
67. Oh, okay. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's ugly. <laughs> 67 going on 49. Right. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, it's me and Mr. Gravity doing its thing, you know, and just, yeah. I don't know, man. But, uh. <laughs> I, I try not to think about it. I just, you know, try to find humor and everything. My, my girlfriend and I were shopping in Springfield, Illinois, and it, this was before Thanksgiving, and here comes a Christmas song in Old yeah. Navy. Yeah. And I'm like, I, I can't wait to get out of the store, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just too much. And she gets depressed <clears throat> every single year. Her and I has been on again, off again for the last, well, next year will be 10 years. Wow. And, uh, every... Every Thanksgiving and Christmas and New Year's, she gets totally depressed. Yeah. You know, and then she brings me down and I say, hey, look, <laughs> it's February, you know. Right. I'm not going to put up this bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, I guess I just don't know how to deal with it. You know, I'm trying to be happy, go lucky, but I can't, I can't deal with the, the sadness and shit. Yeah. You know, she was, uh, oh, she's a really nice chick. But she uh, she was adopted as a baby. Don't know who her, who her real mother is. Oh wow! And, yeah, and, and she comes from Fresno, California. So she's stuck on this piece of shit place that, that I live in, you know. <laughs> and uh, but anyhow, she uh, you know had an adopted brother, and you know her mother passed away when she was fifteen, and then her dad started drinking and become an alcoholic after the mother died. Wow! And. Uh, and so she's been through a lot, you know, and, and actually I feel sorry for her, but, uh, you know, now the brother's dead with cancer and oh, man. gone, and, and, uh, so she don't have nobody. <laughs> she's got two daughters and, uh, one she don't even, you know, get along with, but the other one she does, you know, and, uh, but anyhow, she, you know, she don't have hardly nobody and mm. I, she's, you know, actually she's jealous because I've got brothers and sisters, you know? Wow. Yeah, that's and, pretty heavy now. Yeah, but I'm gonna I'm gonna put a period to that. I'm gonna stop talking about it. But anyhow, <laughs> you know, we we talked about um, your love with Grand Funk Railroad and Bruce Springsteen and the Stones. Yeah, and the Stones. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so uh, when uh, you, you said you've seen Bruce, how many times? Eleven times. Eleven. Holy crap. And what's the... Well, actually, uh, uh, the 12th time, I had a ticket to go see him. I was locked up in jail. The 13th, <laughs> the 13th time, my daughter and I were headed to Kansas City, and we got on the other side of Hannibal and had car trouble. And I had to come back home, and she cried, you know. Yeah. Because, you know, Dad didn't get to go see Bruce. And well, that, I felt bad for him. Uh, yeah. So I... With him touring next year, I'd like to, you know, save up my nickels and dimes and maybe get a chance to see him again, you know. Yeah. Well, let's let's go back to the. Uh, I have to. I'm curious about the jail thing. So you uh, you didn't get to see him because you went to jail. Well, I got a DUI, oh. and uh, if they wanted to give me, you know, I don't know. I think it was ten days in Adams County Jail. Yeah. I, what I should have did, I mean, I had a brand new car and everything. I had a room rented, you know, close to uh, the Sprint Center in Kansas City. Yeah. Had, had a, you know, late model, almost brand new car. And it was parked outside. What I should have did is just told the attorney, hey, you know, 
another week. Yeah. But instead, I decided to stay and face the music. And I'm a buddy of mine. He, uh, why well, I even got to do work release and get the hell out of there for, well, my buddy says, you know, screw these sons of bitches. You know, it's like, he says, you tell them that you work at six, from six in the morning to six at night. So they would let me out of jail at 5 a.m. to wow. come and, and kind of sneak in and whisper and said, come on, Schroeder. And so I'd get up and, and leave it at 5 a.m. And then I didn't have to come back until <laughs> 7 at night. Man. This one, this one guy snored so loud, I swear <laughs> the, you could, the, the bars rattled, you know. That wasn't that wasn't Otis from. Uh, from <laughs> You're right. <laughs> no, no, it was. It, I, I don't know. Just, uh, but anyhow, you know, I, I did my my uh, my ten days, and, and that, that was pretty much it. You know. Yeah. I had, well, they, you know, I had to do some probation for maybe two years, and coming yeah. to the probation officer, and I tell that bitch what she wanted to hear. You know. Right. Oh um, man. But it was kind of strange though because. It would have been my 12th time to see him in 2012. Wow. Yeah, so, yeah, it was, it was kind of a coincidence, but I should have just talked to the attorney. He would have postponed it for another week where I could have just jumped in the car and went on down, you know. Right. I had the ticket and everything. Yeah. Is Max Weinberg still touring with him? Yeah. Is he? Wow. Yeah. Actually, I got to see Danny Federici, the organ player. I got to see his last show before he passed on. Oh, wow. Cool. His, his last show. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I, mean, I felt so sorry for him, man. He comes out on stage, he's frail, he's skin and bones. And he comes out and they he had to have help to put the accordion, accordion around his body, you know? Oh, jeez. And there he had, you know, this, this, these guys are helping him strap the accordion on him. And so he comes out there and he plays his favorite Bruce songs. You know, one of them was Sandy, Fourth of July, you know? Yeah. And, uh, but when I seen him leave that stage, man, it just totally blew me away. When he left the stage, he was so frail, and they uh, he's grabbing all the handrails as he's walking down the steps. Wow. And I just, you know, it was going through my mind that he was stepping off into eternity. Yeah. Well, because the fact that the fact that he was able to to get up there. Sick, but a month exactly a month after that, he passed away. Wow. But that's yeah. dedication, man, to be able to be that sick and get up there. Yeah, and I Holy was looking at Bruce Springsteen, uh, Bruce, you know, Bruce Springsteen web thing, and there was a picture of him backstage with uh, Max Weinberg, you know, and there Danny standing there looking all frail and everything. Uh, that was the show that I was at, you know. Wow. And actually, <clears throat> we had tickets on the floor, and so I was like, I don't know, so many yards up, you know from the stage yeah uh, it, it was pretty damn cool yeah that was back in the day when they didn't <clears throat> when they didn't crush you up front you know yeah well actually it was it, it the, the, the venue was uh in indianapolis and uh but i i've uh, i've seen bruce 11 times in five different states wow we drove to, my second wife and i drove to indianapolis to see bruce that's that's when it was danny's last you know, last concert, but, uh, yeah, it was, uh, you know, I, I, I walked in the place. It, it was where, uh, the Indianapolis Pacers play. Oh yeah. And Larry Bird, he's like, 
a big wig in the office. You know, I think he's the manager over the Indiana Pacers. Oh, is that right? So I told the, the I, I walked in there and, and told the, you know, the ushers were all dressed up, you know, you know, that this black guy, he's an usher. And I said, hey, I want to go to Larry Bird's office and get a, you know, talk with Larry Bird. He was about ready to take me up there. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. <laughs> that would have been really yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what 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 preempted that? What's that? What preempted that? What uh? I was just I don't know just goofiness, you know. Well, yeah. It, it, my brother Jay looks just like Larry Bird. Got the oh, is that right? Yeah, I mean they 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 could you know be uh, twins, <laughs> you know. But uh, but yeah, I just thought, hey, you know, I I know Larry Bird, does. but somebody said that show was so freaking fantastic. After the show, my wife and I, we went to, uh, oh, oh, what do they call it? Rock and roll. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, Hall of Fame. Well, that was not, not the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. We we, uh, we went to this uh, restaurant, and it was, uh, oh, see, backside of 60, you can't think. But anyhow, it, it was, uh, uh, you know what I'm saying? It was a rock and roll place where you go eat. Oh yeah, um, uh, yeah. I know, I know we're both having a, a having a brain fart. Um, yeah, but we went to that, and there was people standing outside to get in, and but both of us were hungry. And uh, hard so hard rock. Standing in line, and once we got inside, we sat with these two guys we didn't even know. Both of them had had the the handkerchiefs around the forehead and dressed up like Bruce. They had Bruce <laughs> on the video and a and a dance floor. That's cool. Were, you know, it was just Bruce all, all the way, man. And I was, I thought I was a big, huge uh, Springsteen fan. Yeah. These guys knew the word, the songs word for word, you know. Yeah. That that was a hard rock cafe you're talking about. That's it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's, That's cool. That's where we went. But it was so freaking neat because every video projector had Bruce, you know. Yeah. <laughs> after, the, after the show, it, it was just, it was great. And we, oh, God, we had so much fun. Man, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Let me, uh, we're going to go for a break real quick. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. Right. Grand Funk Railroad, the band out of Michigan. Yeah. So now you've seen him, uh, seen them, uh, how many? Or do oh, you? Probably at least five times, especially back in the heyday, you know. Wow. Yeah. My, well, what got me interested with music was, uh, you know, Grand Funk Railroad, the Red Album, which would be the second album that ever came out. Yeah. That was my very first album that I bought when I was 15 years old. Wow. And, uh, I mean, it's got some really good grooves to it, you know. Uh, just an excellent album. Just we're, we're talking two blocks away from where I live. There's a music store that they sell guitars and stuff, you know. Yeah. Uh, skateboards. and uh, But they got, they got vinyl now. Oh, nice. And they call their they call themselves Dusty Bins, you know. Oh yeah. But I, oh. I bought. They had two Red albums, Grand Funk Railroad albums. Uh, you know, I did away with my very first one. I don't know what happened to it, but uh, with moving, uh, you know, you know uh, ten million times, it's it got lost. But anyhow, they had two Grand Funk Railroad Railroad, Railroad Red albums, marked at seven dollars each, and so oh, I wow. pulled a lot of you know. 
you know, pull them out and take a look at them. One of them was in really good shape. I bought it. I brought it home with me, you know. Yeah. But yeah, just, uh, I mean, Grand Funk Railroad, we've seen them at the Kill Auditorium. I had a 64 Chevy, and uh, this is back when, you know, they were just really, they were, you know, they were rock icons, you know. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, but anyhow, uh, I had a 64 Chevy, and it was me and, and uh, two other dudes, and then three chicks. There were six of us all together. Yeah. And so we go down there, and we park right... At the Kill Auditorium, right across the street, there was a little park. And so we parked right next to the curb there. And uh, after the show, you know, it, it uh, our ears were just ringing. The music was so loud, you know. Yeah. Our ears are ringing. And so we, I had, like, some beer iced down in a cooler in the trunk. So <laughs> I know you did. The cooler <laughs> and pulled it out. And we're sitting at this park bench, you know, uh, slamming beers. Well, here comes a cop. Oh. And he pulls up right behind <coughs> my car, you know. And, and so this one girl, she's scared, you know. She gets to crying and everything. And so they made this chick empty her purse, and they found marijuana shavings in the bottom of her purse. Oh. Try, to get, try to get enough pot to bust, bust her, you know. Jeez. And they made me pour every beer out of that cooler right down the you know, the, in the street, right off, you know, right off the curb. How many did you get down before that happened? Oh, I don't know, probably at least three. Uh, there you go. <laughs> yeah, so next thing you know, he, he made me pour every beer out. He called, you know, the authorities and, and checked each one of us to see if we were in trouble and shit, you know? Right. And after it was all said and done, he told us, he goes, get in the car and get out of town now, you know? Wow. And I, I was shaking like a leaf on a tree, you know, but we got the hell out of there. But yeah, that, but that show was great, you know, and, and, uh, you know, I've seen him a number of times. And now that Mark Farner's broke off with, uh, with the, the other members of Grand Funk, you know, I, I got to see Mark Farner in Burlington, Iowa at Steamboat Days. And, uh, I talked my way backstage and was able to get, uh, get a visit with him, get an autograph. Well, I seen the Stones in, in 81. Uh, and I bought a ticket off the street for, for, uh, well, it actually wasn't faced by you. I bought a ticket off the street. Uh, I was working at Gardner Denver making good money, you know, and, and I worked at Gardner Denver a number of years. Uh, Gardner Denver is, uh, they make pumps and, and compressors, you know, you could be driving down the highway and, and, and see him working on the road with a, a Gardner Denver compressor, you know, a yeah. compressor. But, uh, it was just a really good job, and, and but when I got paid that Friday, we got paid every Friday. When I got paid, I uh, I told the lady at the, you know, at the bank, at the teller, I wanted a fifty dollar bill, you know. Right. And so I go down there, and, and when we made the transaction, I had my thumb on my fifty, and he had his thumb on the ticket. And we, you know, made the transaction. It was like we were, you know, it was a drug transaction, you know. <laughs> and, and so yeah, so anyhow. I had a 64 Chevy uh, pickup truck. No, wait a minute. I take that back. 1966 Chevrolet pickup truck with a camper shell on it and white spoke wheels. Nice. It was two-tone two green with a white top. It had a 1976 Camaro six-cylinder in it. And, and then I ended up putting a, a, a Hearst 
the floor shifter on the floor. Yeah. I took it out to this place <clears> called uh, Hamilton and Daggett's, uh, you know, it's a hot rod shop. And I took right. it out there and paid cash to have them put a, a Hearst four-speed four shifter in it, you know. Right. But, yeah, ended up, um, I, I called it the, the, the Rolling Stone KC-95 package. The dude had a KC-95 Rolling Stone bumper sticker, you know. Yeah. He gives me the sticker and, and uh, but anyway, we, we ended up going to his truck and he had an old beater like mine. So we're sitting there getting <laughs> stoned and, and he walks in and escorted his girlfriend in, into the show with, uh, well, it was, a, it was a leather couch and he opened up the lid and he, and he poured uh, Seagram's uh, VO down in it, you know? Oh, Wow. Yeah, so we we got in the show and and uh, and I walked straight to the counter and ordered a sprite and he pours all kinds of whiskey in it, you know. <laughs> but yeah, it was a great show. Afterwards, it was like the fans were freaking nuts. You know, I went and got in my truck and you're bumper to bumper on Interstate 70 heading back home and and uh, but just in that downtown area, the fans were absolutely, you know, they were being fools. You know, acting crazy. I had tickets. I had three hundred eighty dollars invested in three tickets prior to COVID, you know, nineteen. Yeah. And uh, and we were going to go down, and that's when Charlie was still alive and everything. And uh, and then all of a sudden, you know, they didn't know when the Stones were going to be back, and, and I just thought, screw it, I want my money back. I ended up yeah. getting my money back, and you know, uh, three hundred eighty dollars. But I thought, you know. That's to me. That's not a drop in the bucket, you know. Right. Yeah. But uh, <clears throat> so when they did start to when they did tour again, St. Louis, Missouri was their first stop, and I thought, oh my God, see, I could have went, you know. Yeah. Oh man. But uh, yeah, just uh, those guys just blow me away with Mick Jagger being seventy-eight years old and and still doing it. He's, you know? Yeah, he can still move, man. Yeah. Who sponsors their? Uh... Who sponsors their, their show? Geritol now? Or Metamucil? Oh, man. Oh, I, I don't know. I, I have a... Well, I, you know, I, I've seen... Uh, I've seen The Who. I've seen... Oh, Red yeah. Zeppelin. I've seen... Uh, what am I trying? I've seen Queen with Freddie Mercury, you know. Oh, dude, really? I've seen a lot of groups. Yeah, Freddie Freddie Mercury's on stage. Somebody snuck a black dog in in the auditorium, uh -huh. and they they had the dog down on the floor. Well, they were taking the freaking dog and throwing it <laughs> up in the air, and you would see tracers of the freaking dog going up and down. <laughs> they got the they got the dog up on the stage, and Freddie singing, petting the dog, and the dog scared. Them, you know. Oh yeah, I bet. Yeah, you know, with a lot of music and everything. But yeah, I've been I've been to quite a few shows here lately. You know, with with this job and act, actually, you know, you know, sitting down with absolutely nothing to do. I got turned on to this group called the Kills, so we wanted to go see them one last time. But it was all it was on a New Year's Eve. We went to a nightclub in Austin, Texas, and they played all. Actually, it was supposed to have been a full moon on New Year's Eve. They played all Led Zeppelin songs. Group after group would come in. They'd have two different stages set up, and and uh, one one band would come up, come you know, get on stage and do like 
three Led Zeppelin songs, and then another band would come on. And man, this chick playing bass guitar, you know, dancing around and shit with her bass guitar. And, I mean, really getting into it, you know. And after after they got off stage, hell, me and Jay went over and bullshitted with them, took pictures with us, you know. Yeah. And uh, I wish I still had the pictures. I, but I, I was still married at the time. I thought, well, I don't want to show Pam these pictures, you know. <laughs> right. But anyhow, it's, it's just a, a group that I, you know, kind of fancy right now. But, uh, right. Yeah, they're pretty good. I was listening to a uh, an interview with Sammy Hagar, and the interviewer asked him, what band right now uh, are you listening to? And he said, hands down, Rival Sons. And right then, it's like, oh, okay, I got to go check them out. And immediately, it was like, oh, shit, you know. Oh, was it an interview with Sammy Hager? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so, I you know. I to see him uh, several times. I, I actually, I, I seen him at the old Bush Stadium. Uh, the old Bush Stadium was built in 1966. Well, needless to say, they tore it down, and they got a new stadium now where the St. Louis Cardinals play. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, Sammy Hager pulls up in a in a red Trans Am, and he's got a red jumpsuit on with red uh, tennis shoes, and he runs up on the stage and does the song uh, Trans Am. You know? Oh yeah, yeah, it was a pretty good show, actually. Uh, if I remember right, I, I think uh, oh, what the hell's the name of the band? J- Journey was there as well. Oh really? Yeah, with with uh, their original singer. Oh, uh, Steve Perry. Yeah, it was a great show outside in the, in July, you know. Yeah, that, man. You know, I just remember those Texas jams down in Houston. You know, you'd see Hart, Ario Speedwagon, Sammy Hagar, just, you know, and just the, uh, just the feel of it, you know, just a, a, oh, a yeah. gigantic party, you know. And we are back here with Jan Schroeder, and we're continuing to uh, talk about maybe uh, past Christmases. Yeah, it's about Christmas memories. Yeah. Yeah, well, I, I got a, a memory of my brother John, him and his wife at the time lived in Southern California. Well, they were back uh, one, you know, it happened to be one Christmas they were back visiting. And uh, I, I, uh, I remember I... My mother always had, you know, remember those old uh, Christmas trees that were silver, and then they'd have a uh, a little uh, light that would, would uh, turn different colors. And oh, yeah. Silver trees. Yeah. She had one of them. She bought this thing. It was on the, in the window at Midwest Dairy down the street. And Midwest Dairy was one of my pr- very first jobs. I got, I got hired on at 15 years old, and you'd have to get up at 5 in the morning and go down there and load the truck up. And you'd be the gopher and run the freaking milk to the doorstep, you know? Yeah. And I, <laughs> I did that shit for, oh, I don't know, about a year and a half. And yeah. then I am in junior high school, and I'm nodding out, falling asleep in the afternoon. You know, the teacher's <laughs> trying to wake me. And, it, you know, it, it was pretty crazy. But anyway, it's a lot of good memories. But uh, uh, it, it's, instead of that, that, that ugly silver tree one year, I went and bought a, a real live Christmas tree. And uh, you know, with the with the, the stand and everything, put water in it to keep it from oh, yeah. know, drying out. It was just really beautiful. And uh, but anyhow, you know, and I, I lived with my mother at, at the time. And uh, but anyhow, my, like I said, my brother John and his wife Ruby were in town. I was working at Gardner Denver Company, 
us guys would get off of work and uh there there it is christmas time when we went to the bar and this bar is at the corner of 12th and uh spruce street here in quincy it's yeah. called uh mr bills <laughs> yeah no wait a minute no, oh, no. Mr. Bills. mr bills is on uh 12th and washington uh Bob and Sarge's, they call it this place. Oh, okay. Yeah, Bob and Sarge's. But anyhow, I went in there with the group from work, you know. I got so freaking wasted. I got drunk. <laughs> and, and there it is. We had snow on the ground and cinders on the sidewalks. And, you know, I ended up taking this step right out the back door to, to get, you know, get the vehicle <laughs> drive home. I, we're talking big, heavy concrete steps. I... I took one step off that step, fell right on my face. Oh, man. <laughs> fell right on my face into the cinders, you know, on the sidewalk. Did uh, Did you wake up the next morning and wonder where the, uh, where the uh, scratches and bruises came from? Oh, my God. I, I, did, I did remember when I got home, <laughs> I walk in the door and I give my, my uh, sister-in-law, Ruby, a, a, you know, a hug. I got... I'm bleeding everything, you know. Oh, they man. To, they went to the drugstore and got some kind of shit in a blue bottle and put that shit on there to heal it up, you know, with cotton cotton swabs. Oh, yeah. I man. think I still got a scar to this day if you look close, you know. Yeah. Those, those... But yeah, woke up the next day totally hungover. Oh, oh God. <laughs> and shit, you know. But yeah, Christmas memories for sure. Yeah. Yeah, there there seem to be a lot of memories that you know uh, associated with drinking, um, right. with with me and you. Uh, it just uh, I think uh, oh geez, I I can't even count the times where you know you get shit faced and then you know wake up the next morning you got you got these little uh, I don't know man it's just a whole uh, shit show. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. And starts out innocently enough, and then it goes downhill. Right. Oh my gosh. Well, let's see. Anything? Uh, anything else that we can think of before we? Uh, before we get off here. Um, all right. Yeah. Um, well, I'll tell you what. I really appreciate you coming on, Jan, and we'll do it again another time. We'll talk to you soon. And finally, folks, um, man, I'll tell you what, this was a hard loss. Um, Betty White was uh, just one of those people that you just thought would live forever. She was smart as a whip. Um, yeah, she's going to be missed, man. Uh, Sue Ann Nivens and, and uh, uh, Rose Nyland, classic. So rest in peace, Betty White. Uh I, you know, I was gonna do a whole, um, a whole in memoriam uh, to the people that we've lost um, to twenty twenty one. I just, I ran out of time. Uh, <laughs> I ran out of time. So here you go. Um, to 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 Betty White. Cheers, uh, and then uh, we're gonna close it out. May 8, 2010, Betty White making history at the age of 88, becoming the oldest person to host Saturday Night Live. 
This actor, half a million people on Facebook, petitioned the show to give her a shot at hosting. When I first heard about the campaign to get me to host Saturday Night Live, I didn't know what Facebook was. <laughs> and now that I do know what it is, I have to say, it sounds like a huge waste of time. <laughs> Betty White, born in the Chicago suburb of Oak Park, Illinois, certainly never wasted her time. In the 1940s, fresh out of high school, she began working in radio, appearing on such shows as NBC's The Great Gildersleeve. Merry Christmas, Mr. Gildersleeve. I didn't go to college. I just uh, went into show business, so it, I just enjoyed it. She was on television from the very beginnings of TV. In 1952, co-producing her own comedy show, Life with Elizabeth. What's so terrible about spiders? Tell him, honey. They go doing. On The Betty White Show in 1958, she revealed another talent, singing. To one who'd watch over me. But she is best known for two signature TV roles. Sue Ann Nevins, the happy homemaker on the Mary Tyler Moore Show. Surely that isn't how a strawberry swirl is supposed to <laughs> And Rose Nyland on The Golden Girls. When I was growing up in Minnesota, the doctor made house calls all the time. For us and the livestock. <laughs> you and the animals had the same doctor? Sure worked out fine until the doctor started drinking hog liniment and tried to neuter the Swenson brothers. <laughs> There's an awful lot of Betty and Rose that scares me to death. Twice divorced, she finally found the love of her life in game show host Alden Ludden. Alden Ludden saying the password tonight is... Home. Will you take me home, please, Mr. Ludden? I certainly will, Ms. Ludden. <laughs> Thank you. Good night. They were husband and wife until his death from cancer in 1981. She never remarried. As far as a serious relationship, I just couldn't imagine it, you know, at this point in my life. There you go. There you go, sweetheart. Here you go. During her spare time, Betty White was a tireless advocate for the humane treatment of animals, serving with animal-related charities and on the board of the Los Angeles Zoo. We're such a throwaway society. We treat even our animals like paper towels. You know, mm -hmm. take one if it doesn't work out, you throw it away. White's own career seemed to have remarkable staying power as a new generation of fans loved her in films like The Proposal. Let's see if we can find your boobs. They're in there somewhere. Yes, they are. It's like an Easter egg. Well into her 80s, White showed no sign of slowing down with appearances on late night comedy shows and commercial work. You're playing like Betty White out there. That's not what your girlfriend said. For all of her accomplishments, the Screen Actors Guild presented Betty White with its Lifetime Achievement Award in 2010. This is the highest point of my entire professional life. To the Screen Actors Guild, to each and every one of you, thank you from the bottom of my heart. Thank you for, for being, being a friend. Travel, travel down, down the road and back again. A life in which Betty White garnered countless honors, fans, and friends. Miguel Almaguer, NBC News, Los Angeles.
that just about wraps it up. Um, yeah, talk about a sloppy pod. This is uh, one of the sloppiest. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. You know, no false advertising here. Uh, so, again, 100 episodes. And for those that have hung out with me through all of them, man, i tell you what. Really, really appreciate the support. You have no idea, okay? Um, so, we're going to wrap it up. Uh, and we're going to go 100 more, hopefully, God willing. And uh, <laughs> that's about it. So, uh, we'll see you when we see you. See ya later. Peace out.